You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, there's some music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets. Like the guy sitting across from me. Hi, I'm Brian Donovan, and I'm still in my daytime pajamas. I, <laughs> I didn't get around to getting my nighttime pajamas on. We haven't been sitting across from each other in four months or more. It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've done many a, many a show between hither and tither. And I've been I've been AWOL as well, yeah. which I apologize for. Oh, you know. Matt, are you okay with me? I'm, I'm wonderful with you. Okay. Can, right. can you hear yourself? Yeah, I can hear myself. All right. <laughs> Matt, Matt Fox has been working the magic for us. Uh, just got off. We just uh, wrapped up uh, another show called uh, Detroit City of Champions. I, I'm a podcast junkie. I just started another podcast, right? So, okay, City of Champions. Uh, 1935, the 1935 year. Um, 1935, see? Yeah, 1935. Sarah, oh, yeah. You got to do it in the old-timey prospector voice. 1935, uh-huh. and that's how the show opens, too. Um, well, let me play it for you. Let me play Let me. You want to hear the opening of the... Yeah. That's all right. Here we go. <laughs> the section... Oh, that's the wrong one. Yeah. This actually made me laugh, Brian, because I heard it for the first time. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Who did that voice? Who did the voice? <laughs> yeah. 1935, the Lions win the NFL championship. <laughs> the Detroit Tigers take the World Tigers. Series. <laughs> the Red Wings bring home Lord Stanley's Cup. Joe Lewis begins his rise to world domination. This transforms the Motor City into Detroit, city of champions. <laughs> little baseball bat there. So, yeah, Detroit City of Champions, uh, 1935. It was the first time uh, the Tigers won the, the, and the Lions won and the Red Wings won. Uh, and we're doing – and Charles wrote a trilogy of books about it. And we were we were taught we – were, ta- we're breaking down the stories. And uh, it's, it's so great talking to authors because the authors are some of the best, most interesting people on the planet. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of authors and best, most interesting peoples on the planet, it uh, with us today. Uh, we and we have. I've, I got a barrage of books, uh, and I'm like, I gotta call this cat. So Bruce uh, W. Bruce Cameron, uh, author, he's with us. Uh, welcome to Animal Talk. Oh, thank you for having me. This is going to be so much fun. So um, there were a couple really sweet books uh, that came to me first, and then they're like, and and Bruce has written. So much stuff. A dog's purpose, a dog's promise, uh, three major motion pictures with some of the coolest actors uh, around. It, it's just uh, so, yeah. So a dog's purpose, a dog's promise. Uh, there's like three movies behind the, the, the project as well. So, uh, Bruce, thanks so much for being with us. But there was Lily to the Rescue that caught my eye. These like really, really sweet books. They're these paperback series. Um, and there's there's a lot of them in print. I something like three, five million uh, of these stories. It's just amazing. But Bruce, before we dive into the books, tell me about your childhood. Uh, I was raised by wolves. <laughs> uh, my childhood, you know, uh, we I got my first dog when I was eight years old. Uh, I uh, have a dog now. And so I can pretty much say that I don't think I ever got the child out of me. Come on, Tucker. Oh. He's, uh, there's Tucker. He's he's joining us. Oh, that's a Tucker, he, he looks a little Tucker. Or is <laughs> that just, a, that just his a look? Dog. We've trained him to do naps. <laughs> uh, you know, I, had, I, I grew up in, in the suburbs of Kansas City. My father was a professor of medicine. My mother was a female sportscaster at an era, era even before Phyllis George. 
Um, and so I was, uh, uh, you know, I was an unusual family, uh, two absolutely insane sisters, um, and dogs. We had dogs. So as soon as my parents figured out that they liked dogs better than children, we had more dogs than we had children. And we always did. And that was just, that was the upbringing. <laughs> All right. So, um, when did you start writing? When, uh, what was some of the first things, uh, what was your first, uh, what was some of your early writings and what was the first big thing you did? Uh, I sat down to write a novel in fourth grade. Okay. That excellent. That's <laughs> what, uh, yeah. Only, uh, only did one copy of that one. No, it's okay. A li- limited edition. One for mom, one for sure grandma. That's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I always wanted to write, so I've been writing my whole life. Okay. Uh, I see, but I only, uh, I only made a living at it starting in in uh, uh, two thousand and oh. I had written nine unpublished and unpublishable books leading up to my 10th book, which was uh, called Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. And it became a TV show starring John Ritter. Mm-hmm. And that's why I moved from Colorado to Los Angeles. And I've been here ever since. I'm kind of working in showbiz. As you mentioned, I've got three movies that uh, I, I helped write. Uh, and you said there were great actors in them. I wanted to say yes, but also some of the people. Some of the people movie stars were great, too. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah, it's, uh, they say never work with kids, never work with animals. And so what's he do? Yeah. Writes movies yeah, that animals and young people. <laughs> <laughs> so until 2001, uh, you were the guy at Starbucks writing the memoir that nobody wanted to read, right? Uh, I had so many jobs. I uh, Some of my crazier dro- jobs, I drove an ambulance. Uh, for the fire department, I um, I repossessed cars. Ooh, wow. I sold life insurance. I programmed computers. So I really, I just couldn't find the profession that would replace what I, it was in my heart, which was writing books. And I always wanted to do that. And so when I finally got an opportunity to do it full time, now it feels like I'm on vacation. So what, what gave you the idea that somehow you would be successful? Because 2001, how, how old were you in 2001? 2001, uh, let's see. Well, I work in Hollywood now, so I have to answer that by saying <laughs> I was 22. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, my, uh, I had really basically had a whole career. I'd had a whole career with General Motors. I had raised a family. Uh, my kids grew up. The reason I wrote about teenage daughters was because I had two of them. And uh, so – yeah, it, you're, you, you're, you're tracking the story. It took forever. It was not. It was my life, lifelong overnight success. That's what it was. Well, you mentioned you know you wrote about uh, teenage daughters because you had teenage daughters, and then okay, so the dog somehow uh, you owe a, 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 a debt of gratitude to your dog, right? Because something must have provoked you to say, you know what, uh, you know this this dog is a big part of my life, and I, and I wonder if this will resonate with other people, right? Yeah, you know, I, I love telling stories. I love writing stories. And um, I've always, when I'm writing about it, like an American family, uh, 75% of Americans either have a dog or have had a dog. Mm-hmm. So when I, I'm, I'm sitting in the movie theater and I'm watching a, a movie and it's about a family and I'm like, where's your dog? Why don't, why don't, I would always, I get why James Bond can't have a Shih Tzu, but other than that, I think that everybody should have a dog. And so it's, for me, it's perfectly natural to work dogs into the story. I didn't know that I was going to become the dog book man, 
I didn't know that that was, that was my going to be my thing, but the success of a dog's purpose. And now it's a series just happened to have the third book in the series sitting here and it's now out in paperback. Um, it's a, you know, it was a huge series for me. Yes. Thank you. It was, it was absolutely <laughs> a huge series for me. And so now I got dogs on the cover of everything I write. Love it. So a dog's journey, a dog's purpose, uh, a dog's promise. And uh, is there one that uh, was more difficult than the others to write? Oh, wow. It's it's really hard to write from the perspective of a dog. There's so many uh, references that you'll make uh, that seem perfectly normal, like a dog saying, oh, I decided to wait five minutes. A dog doesn't wait no. five minutes. <laughs> no. A dog doesn't wait until the coast is clear. I mean, <laughs> you know, you start, you throw things in there, and you're like, "What am I thinking?" Um, and you may, I made boneheaded mistakes, like describing a police car going by with red and blue lights. Well, they don't see red, uh, so that was bad. So it's it's hard. It's li- it's limiting, and yet I need to capture the absolutely ebullient. Uh, joy that they bring to everything that they do, and in order to to, to do that, uh, I had to put myself in the mind of a dog and just picture what would it be like to be in a good mood all the time. <laughs> you know, a lot of people do that just instinctively. Uh, I, I trained dogs for years, and um, people would uh, you, you can call it anthropomorphizing, whatever you like, but people would they they'll have a voice for their dog. Uh, oh, he yeah. likes that. I like that when you pet <laughs> me there. You know, it's it's silly, but people do that almost oh, yeah. instinctively when they have a dog because we can relate so much uh, to you know a dog's um, what we perceive as their yeah. is their emotions. We know when they're happy. We know that they're when they're frightened. We know when they're they're shy, and. Um, yeah, so something about that, uh, I think that in itself is what, what resonates with people, because everybody who has a dog can relate to to that, that experience of, uh, you know, putting themselves, trying to put themselves in their dog's shoes, so to speak. Yeah. So, so a dog's purpose, a dog's promise, I mean, these are, you know, for young adults and for adults and, and, and people who are passionate about uh, their pets and, and animals. Uh, and then you have this series uh, with Lily, and there's several other books uh, of the same ilk. There's Lily's story and Max's story, Toby's story. Uh, there's a whole series of these, and these are geared at uh, much younger readers. Uh, yeah. So tell us a yeah, little bit I, about, because these are the newest ones, right? Lily to the Rescue right. and uh, well, Lily to the yes. Rescue, Two Piggies. And I, I love yeah, the two little what, piggies. So... Um, a dog's purpose. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen in that book that are that are pretty intense, uh, and also true of the sequel, A Dog's Journey. And uh, I had parents saying, you know, my kids love uh, w- would love this, but I can't let them read it. There's just too much adult stuff in there. And couldn't you write something for kids? And it occurred to me, uh, especially after we made the movie A, a Dog's Purpose, where uh, you know. Anytime you take a book and try to turn it into a movie, you're going to start cutting stuff. So one of the things that got cut was pretty much down to the bone was the story of the German Shepherd police dog. That just wasn't it was given just a tiny amount of time. And that dog's name is Ellie. And Ellie had such a wonderful full story herself. I decided to take the story of Ellie and turn it into a kid's book called Ellie's Story. And I didn't expect anything to come of that, but it it won several book awards. I've never won a book award before. And uh, and parents and and teachers tell me that reluctant readers just gobble up these stories, which we call the puppy tales. 
And so there, so you named them. Yeah. There's, there's Ellie's story, Bailey's story, uh, Molly's story, Toby's story, Shelby's story. And, uh, and then Lily's story. And Lily is such an unusual dog because Lily was rescued and then winds up working at and living at and eventually working with rescues mm. and, and mostly helping to rescue baby animals. And that's was so inspiring to me that I, that I, it spawned a, a series of books for even younger readers. Uh, and there they are Lily's Lily to the rescue, the, the Lily story. And those, I just love Lily because Lily, Lily helps all the time, but she doesn't actually all understand exactly what's going on. She's a dog. So she does, she's not really, you know, she's not trained to rescue, but she by accident kind of wrecks, rescues animals. So it's always hilarious, her view of the world and what she thinks is going on. And uh, it's just, you know, we started with a, she rescues a crow and then she rescues a kitten and some and a skunk that doesn't have any stink. And then uh-huh. <laughs> uh, some baby geese get imprinted on her and, and we're just, you know, we're just having so much fun with it. So I, I love Lily. I love the Lily to the rescue books. So you, you've had so much success with, you know, the dog's purpose uh, and the dog's journey, making those into to films. Is there a plan for Lily to possibly be, you know, TV shorts or, or you know, maybe an, an animated well, feature? I have plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we are, uh, I, I, my uh, wife is Catherine Michon, and she's my co-writer, and she she writes every, all the screenplays and all the TV shows and everything we try together. We write together, and uh, we have uh, we're, we're right now we are working on the screenplay for the third one in the A Dog's Purpose series. We've got an, another one that's ready to go. We just need a green light, and uh, and then. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff that we could make into TV shows. Uh, uh, you know, it's not a great time <laughs> when, yeah. when when your people are saying, "Well, how can we film this without uh, people being in the same room?" You know, it's it's a little difficult. I can help you with this because I see Lily as a, an animated thing, and then yeah. cameo appearances by like uh, Brian from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That'd be great. I can help you out with this. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Just spitball in here. Just uh, I, I I love the stories. It's uh, and then the uh, illustrations that uh, go along with it. Is there uh, is there a story with the illustrations? Who's uh, who's illustrating these for you? The the. Um the illustrator whose name has just vanished from my head. Oh, Jennifer. That's right. Jennifer. So Jennifer Meyer, uh, what a whimsical, uh, eye she has. And you know, if you, if you look at these wonderful illustrations, there's always like little animals and insects and things watching. And, uh, you know, she, I just fell in love with, with her concepts. And in the later books, we've, we've got, uh, you know, there, there are eight in progress. So there's an eight book series as of right now. And only two are out, but two more are coming out uh, in uh, September. And um, as she progresses, we've given her more and more freedom to just do what she feels like doing. And so the, the, I'm just so charmed by the illustrations. And, they, you know, if you're an adult and you're reading a book to a child, um, I try to make, it's funny, I've had my publisher say that I just write for every demographic. So I try to make Lily, the Lily to the Rescue stories fun for the adults. And there's stuff in there that the adult will laugh at 
because they're sophisticated enough to understand what's going on that would probably be over the head of a little kid. And then, you know, I remember reading to my children and it was it was always so much fun when there was a really cool illustration that charmed me and and helped me stay interested in in participating in reading aloud to my child. So that was the idea behind bringing on uh, Jennifer, and she's just done a marvelous job. They are, they are fantastic. Where did we leave off? <laughs> ah, yes, the pit of despair. <laughs> Sorry. Princess Bride quote. Sorry. I live my life through song lyrics and movie quotes, and I say ridiculous things. Uh, but as you write the screenplay, um, once you guys have written the, the, the screenplay, um, not everybody gets to do that with their book, right? So that's, that's, that's unique. And then um, how involved are you in the process after it's, it's you guys have uh, hammered out a, a screenplay? Yeah, you're right. It's really unusual for an author to be given the, the freedom to participate in the writing of the screenplay. Hollywood doesn't like to do that. They don't like to think of people as being multi-talented. That makes them, that confuses them. Yeah. They want to put you in your spot, you know. Yeah. But I had a unique opportunity because uh, the very first project I had was writing a screenplay for the book, Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was low risk because they knew they were going to make a TV show and not a movie. But that set a precedent and they always go by, well, what was your last deal? So the next time I sold something, it didn't get made. Uh, it was another humor book, but it, they hired me because that was just the precedent. That's And so ever since then, I have uh, been a, I had the luxury of being able to say, well, of course, Catherine and I are going to write the screenplay. And they say, of course, because you always have. That's how that got. That's how that happened. It was really lucky. It was a very unusual sequence. Otherwise, I'd still be struggling to try to make that happen. That's how I got roped into getting coffee for everybody. I did it one time, <laughs> and now I'm the coffee guy. He's the coffee. Guy. Yeah, yeah. So as as, as production goes on, um, how involved are you? Um, and, and as a screen, are you there making uh, adjustments and alterations? And are you? Yeah. Or is, well, I guess I guess so. I mean, I'm I'm there. I'm on set, but I'm usually playing with the dogs and so uh they'll be like well so where's the screenwriter and i'll say well you know Catherine michonne is sitting here in the video village but cameron is over there rolling in the grass with a yorkie uh, and that's kind of how i that's how i roll i mean I, I just basically play with all the wrestle with all the the movie stars i mean you know not dennis quaid but uh the other movie stars the dogs i'm always yeah, just yeah. wrestling rolling I, around i wrestle, with- wrestle dennis quaid <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Josh Gad uh, did uh, one of the voices as well. He yeah, was, he Josh was in that. the voice of Bailey, 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 the the dog in the so far two movies, A Dog's Purpose and A Dog's Journey. I had the absolute pleasure of watching, uh, having a private screening of the of A Dog's Purpose with Josh Gad. And Shut let up. me tell you, oh my god, the reason why he is so good as a dog <laughs> is because this guy experiences everything to the fullest he's just like a dog he just so when it was when it was funny stuff he's laughing at his own lines he's laughing at himself he knows the joke because he said it like 10 takes he's laughing and then at the the dramatic stuff he's all tense and gasping and then when it's you know when it's it's heart-wrenching he's sobbing I mean, I was wrung out by the end of watching the movie with him. I, you know, I had to go home and go to sleep because it was just too much. Um, 
he is absolutely brilliant as a dog and uh you know he's a he's a wonderful human being too he's a very nice guy yeah he's been doing some amazing stuff and he's been reading stories um you know during the shutdown here for kids uh you gotta you gotta slip him a couple of lily books and have him uh there you go <laughs> have him Josh, share if you're out there i'll send you a copy <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Bruce, uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I, I really appreciate it. Um, blast. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, this was this was great. We're uh, looking forward to sharing these books. I teach high school um, and I have I have readers of all levels uh, and, yeah. and all abilities and, and all. Uh, you know, I have some challenged kids and I know they'll enjoy I'll, they'll enjoy Lily's stories. And then I have some of my more advanced kids and they'll they'll enjoy the dogs. Yeah. I promise I'm going to share those with them. Been- I have been told by so many educators and school librarians, media specialists, that my that, that the reluctant readers, that kids that just don't like to read, but they that, that they will read my books, they like my books, and I think it's just because of the way in. It's a dog; they can identify with a dog. The dog it's it's a happy, joyful, optimistic creature. I don't know for some reason it strikes a strikes a chord even with reluctant readers. So Bruce, uh, I, I'm sure you know Amazon and and all the usual suspects uh the books are available uh readily everywhere but do you have a website do you have uh, a place where people yeah. can keep track of you yeah, and all you your know, adventures I, i've got a couple websites i got but the, the one that where the action is is usually a dog's that's where you can get some free stuff and that's where you can download study guides if you're oh. if you're homeschooling or you're an it. educator uh, i've got core compliant study guides that you can download nice. pdfs yeah, I mean, I like uh, they're written by educators. They're they're great and uh, they really help, I think. And so I've got that there, and I we do book plates and um, and then yeah, when there's a when there's anything going on, we update the website. I got a new book coming out in in the fall uh, called A Dog's Perfect Christmas. Oh. And uh, so we can probably guess that it's about a dog at Christmas, and that's <laughs> his parents leave New York, and he's he's stuck in the house by himself. Yes, yeah. And he sets a couple guys break in booby traps. <laughs> to, I think you're onto something, Bruce. <laughs> I see it on the big screen. All right, so uh, a dog's purpose, the website, and then uh, so a dog's promise, a dog's journey, and then uh, yeah. Lily to the rescue. So. Uh, Bruce, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. This has been a blast. Right, Let's do it again sometime. I've, I've, well, come I've, into the studio. I'll get you coffee. Yeah, yeah. Brian's, <laughs> oh, yeah. Brian's getting the coffee yeah. orders. All right. All right, Bruce. Be well. Thanks. Yeah. Bye, guys. See you. Yay. What a great guy. I know. Yeah. You know, he hasn't been, he hasn't been uh, contaminated too much by Hollywood and the, and the yeah. celebrity you know, yeah, lifestyle. And so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a cool guy. It was a, just very, very, very cool for him to come and hang out. Yeah, I appreciate. It. We were uh, what was I? I was rambling about my podcast. I was talking about me. Yeah, <laughs> it's all even, about you. Jamie. We didn't even get into pet stuff, and then I was just talking about me. And then we had we had. Bruce. I drive all across town to get here, <laughs> running all the lights just so we can talk about your your latest and greatest podcast. That's it. So no. <laughs> well, we talked about Josh Gad. Doing yeah. some cool stuff and reading to kids uh, during the, the, the lockdown. Um, 
So, like, parks are closed and the national parks are closed. Uh, Yosemite. Um, it's, it's animals are taking back over. They, they, they've, they've shown that it's like turtles are just flourishing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see the skyline in California, like in some of the bigger cities. Uh, they, the people have Because people aren't driving as much, so right. the, they cut the smog way down. You're, you're I think, the, I think uh, the planet is healing itself. You I remember think. the Will Smith uh, movie, I Am Legend? Yes. That, that documentary, remember? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that documentary. I mean, look what happened in New York City, Manhattan. Just, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, Greened. Yeah, green. See, that's, that's uh, the, the the world does kind of, uh, you know, heal itself pretty quickly, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, if they didn't sweep the this streets. This town needs an enema, yeah. If they didn't sweep, sweep the streets every day in, in Las Vegas, <laughs> it would be taken over by the desert. It would be completely under sand oh, yeah. in, uh, you know, in a month's time. Absolutely. So. It is good to see that, though, isn't it? That uh, it, it is. But Yosemite, uh, the animals uh, are taken taken back over the, Yosemite. I had the a little, pterodactyls came back. Sort of, <laughs> 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 um, I just like making pterodactyl sounds. I thought I saw scienti- scientists had created or had uh, uh, created an embryo for the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Did they I, really? Yeah, yeah, I, I saw this saw documentary. Nature finds a way, doesn't it? Though it, uh, there's. Uh, they create a whole amusement park around it, I think. Oh, man. It's, you know what? <laughs> I'll I, go. Don't mess with that. Don't mess with the, 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 the dinosaur stuff. They're gone for a reason. Right? First first it's all ooh and ah, and then it's running and screaming and <laughs> It's dying. hang on to your butts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Movie quotes and song lyrics. All right. But uh, Yosemite National Park in California, uh, the Sierra Nevada Mountains, uh, some of the protected tracts of land, four million years um, but uh, during the lockdown, there's like usually there's four million visitors every year in Yosemite. Yeah. Uh, but during the lockdown, nobody. Um, just uh, you know, some of the caretakers, uh, pretty much devoid of, of humans uh, altogether. And it's allowed the the park's diverse array of fauna to spread out in areas uh, it's, it seldom has. It's like they they say that stepping into the park, it, it's you're, you're looking at it right now, uh, like visitors saw it uh, in the 19th century. Um, it's it's really it's really Crazy, flourished yeah. uh, and just come back and the, just uh, just some of the wild critters, uh, you know, bears are moving around and, and, and yeah, but the bears, you know, it's like uh, hey bear, hey bear, there's uh, hey there's not bear. enough picnic baskets to go around. Yeah, yeah, hey boo boo, ravens, coyotes, deer roaming roaming throughout the, the oh, park. My. That's uh, usually yes, usually uh, overwrought with with people. So um, somebody got run over by a buffalo though, so Uh-oh. they got. Hurt, but uh, yeah. So don't go messing around. Uh, Did you see the imbecile the... who uh, tried to get a selfie with a, a grizzly bear? No, <laughs> no. And no. Uh, you know, people were stopped on the side of the road, oh, and I'm... this this huge, you know, fifteen ton grizzly bear is on the side of the road just hanging out. <laughs> and this stupid woman gets out of her car and stands <laughs> probably less than ten feet from this thing. Maybe I can hold the cub while we yeah. Do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Click, 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 click. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it lunged at her, and of course she. You know, <laughs> but what are the, what are people thinking? I don't know. I think if you you get mauled by a bear or run over by a, a buffalo, it's pro- you probably contributed to yeah. that. So it was a woman. Yeah, she got hospitalized after getting uh, knocked over by a bison uh, at Yellowstone just recently. So yeah, the animals are like, "Hey, this is my place, lady. Yeah, yeah. get get out." Uh, but it's nice to see things are. Uh, this pause is is actually. Kind of, kind of helped. All right, I got a, I got a behavior question though for yeah. you. Uh, jumping on people, 
That's me. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited. You came in and I was like all over you. It, but no. Yeah, it's a pandemic. Did you pedal uh, a little too? I did. I did. Thank <laughs> God I got my pads on. All right. So jumping on people, I have a three-year-old male lab mix. Mm-hmm. He loves people and gets super excited when people come into the house or the yard. Great guard dog, right? Yeah. I want, I want him to not jump on people. Uh, I've even asked him very nicely. Still, no luck. How do I keep him off of people? We have a party coming up in about a week and a half, so how long is this going to take? Actually, you can. You, this is a really straightforward oh, is it? issue. Yeah. Okay. But remember, you know, what does the dog want? This is a very friendly dog, lab mix. I dog, want people. The dog, I want to hug people. Right. Dog loves people. So the dog thinks, that, you know, the, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So mm-hmm. if I want your attention, I'm going to jump on you. That's dog language saying I'm really excited to, to see you. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is convince the dog that he can get just as much, if not more, attention if he sits down. And that's uh, – so um, it's, it's hard to teach a dog to not do something. So what you want to do is you want to replace it with a behavior where the dog's going to get what he wants out of the deal. So if you can teach him just sit, just – that's it, just sit. And then – or, you know, you can actually stop a dog from jumping in one session without even saying a word. Oh, uh, if, you, if, you can, if you can bring yourself to ignore the dog when he's jumping on you. Yeah. Then it, and when the dog gets tired out – and, and stops jumping. When all four feet are on the ground, you reach down and pet him and tell him what a good dog he is. Now, with a dog like this, he's going to jump right back on you. And then you just stop petting him again until he jumps back down. Hmm. You do this a few times, the dog will start. He'll be excited, and he, but he'll want to jump on you, but he'll know that he's got to stay on the, on the, on the ground. Huh. And, because you have all the leverage. The do, you have that attention that the dog is craving. Okay. So if you, if you realize that you wield that power... And just give it to the dog when he's uh, when he's acting the way you want him to. But what do people do? They're usually ignoring the dog until the dog jumps. Right. In which case, they say they'll either kind of gently push the dog away, which in dog language kind of looks like they're sparring or playing sure. with them. Oh, hey, game on! Yeah. Uh, I'll so, play this game too. Sure. Right. So it's best just to ignore the dog, or you know, like I said, better yet, teach him to sit for the you know the uh, response that he's looking for, and he'll he'll do it instantly. Hmm. Yeah, less than ten minutes, you can probably solve that. Even with a three-year-old, uh, three-year-old dog, three-year-old. All right. So yeah, it was a lab mix. There's a lot of energy uh, in that. There's a lot of friendly in a lab mix. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of friendly, which is which is uh, which makes training easier. Okay. Because oh. you know some dogs don't really care if you're petting them or not. They're, they act more it's like cats. It's a Doberman. I don't care so much if you pet me yeah, or not. But you know what? They don't talk like that, James. <laughs> no, they really don't. <laughs> is that? That's I a think, Russian. That's I not think, like a Russian. I think, I, think, I think it's the Germans. <laughs> Germans are the only people you can make fun of anymore. Right? They, they still I, yeah, got. I think they're fair game. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, so everybody else, you gotta, you know, you can't do it. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. yeah. You're right. Uh, Germans, a Malamute. <laughs> you know, you can't coming. do an Eskimo voice. I don't even know what an Eskimo voice would be, but you can't do those. <laughs> <laughs> How would you know if you heard one? I've uh, never heard one either. It's right? just cold. It just sounds very cold. <laughs> Their teeth are chattering. <laughs> All right, there we go. Dear indigenous. <laughs> Alaskans. I will never make an Eskimo joke. I will never make an Eskimo joke. I will never make an Eskimo joke. All right. Uh, I got I got Matt. I sent you a text, but I was going to tell you to look up jokes for yeah, us because yeah, yeah. I don't have any. I got it. But I did have a qu- another question here, uh, Brian. Dog training. Mm. Yeah. I'm trying to get work as a, as a dog trainer. Not me, but the person mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. who typed this, uh, Michaela Lab 377924. Mm-hmm. Catchy. Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to get work as a dog trainer. Uh, I don't have professional experience yet, but uh, I'm looking to offer uh, 
lower price as I build experience. Uh, I'm looking for either an apprenticeship or to work on my own offering a, a discount to get experience. What would you suggest? Well, you know what I did back what, 100 years ago what did you when do? I was learning training? Um, I volunteered. Sandwich board? Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, dog training classes. You know, Hot pants on Michigan <laughs> Avenue? <laughs> Hey, you're getting a little too close to home there. <laughs> oh, that was chosen. Wow. <laughs> All right, never mind. Maybe. <laughs> wow, you're super red. Should I do a close-up on Somebody, there? <laughs> Somebody looks good in hot pants. Somebody still looks good in hot pants. And it ain't me. Uh, anyhow. Right. Um, but so, yeah, so uh, 100 years ago, you? Uh, you know, I worked at a kennel, and they had dog training classes at night. And Ooh. I said, hey, you mind if I... Hang out. I'll, I'll help you because you, you always need help. Somebody, sure. you know, a, a, a new a, a new class member comes in. Great big dog uh, owner spills her purse or something, and you know, can you hold my dog for a second? Sure. So there's a lot of assistance needed at at, a, a, at dog training classes. Offer your time for free. You know, um, people don't like to do that, uh, but it's I consider it as free education, and um, I did that for probably a year, maybe okay. longer, and uh, I learned um, that I was pretty good at it. Yeah. I had a knack for it. And I liked it, and um, didn't. What spend can a I dime. get bit by next? Exactly. <laughs> but that's what <laughs> didn't I would, spend a dime. Okay, I yeah. would I would recommend doing that because volunteering. Uh, so that apprenticeship idea is is a good idea. It's a just, really good uh, idea. Yeah. So there might not be a formal apprenticeship that you can sure. you can join, but uh, I'll bet you there are dog training classes around, yeah. and I would I would attend one and say, hey, you need any help around here? I love dogs, and I just like to uh, you know learn. Almost any rescue, it brings in dogs that need training. Yeah. So you can yeah. you know you can you know get in there and help. You know, because it, it sounds like this person has taken some dog training classes, yeah, and they're ready to be in their mind a dog trainer, but they know they they want to practice the craft a little bit. You know first. what else I did? I I actually volunteered at a yeah. uh, at a uh, humane society, right, a shelter, and I would train the dogs. Now this was after I was a a, a trainer and I was actually earning a living, but I would go there, you know, spare time, and I would actually train the dogs to you know. Uh, to not pull on the leash okay. and to you know uh, walk nicely and just so that they have a better chance of being rehomed. Yeah, and so when they, yeah, they go out and yeah. like, oh, look at how well he walks on his stick. And that will give you a lot of experience with a lot of different types of dogs yeah. very quickly. You know, and, that, right. and that's the name of the game. When you, 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 can, you can learn anything you want about dog behavior. You've got to put your hands on lots of dogs. You have to train a lot of dogs before yeah, you're yeah. really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. All right, so do you want to hear the theme song for my other podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not kidding. Turn it up, man. Oh, uh, okay. All right. All right. It's on. Is it? <laughs> I said, hey, hey, welcome to the man cave happy hour. You're such a pot. Never mind. Wow. I said, hey, hey, welcome to the man cave happy hour. All right. This is actually pretty good. Yeah, let, yeah. Let, it, let it go. We're going to drink a fine whiskey and smoke a really fine cigar. Who did this for you? Uh, my buddy Pat Akerley. Um, I've met Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's so we really did, good. I like it. We did that down in, in Lawrence uh, Music uh, Music, music town, town, yeah. town. Yeah, recording studios. Yeah, the we we were there recording. Um, you were invited. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're always invited. Well, I'll tell you what. He's got a um, sexy voice because that was him singing backup too. That was, that was uh, Matt was singing backup. You know Matt's what? We were, we were both singing backup. backup. You, you want to hear something funny? I was just going through some old pictures today. <laughs> oh my god. And I, I have a picture of you singing karaoke. Oh, oh no! Back in the day, 
Yep, you were. You Wait, were was it that hotel party or was the, it at yeah. the Kyoto? No, I think it was the hotel one. Yeah, or not the the or the the, the, the cherry blossom. Yeah, no, it wasn't I cherry blossom. I yeah. just ate on a but, um, I, yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was uh, good times, man. Oh yeah, and yeah, he does <clears> to <throat> this day. Whenever I hear that song, uh, uh, Brandy. No, Big Bad Voodoo Dead. What is it? Um, yep, you and me and the bottle make three. Yeah. I, the, the, in fact. I can't hear that song without picturing Jamie singing it. Yeah. I mean, it just uh, and I yeah. that's in one of my uh, you He's know my got playlists. a few go tos. He actually has yeah. a couple of go tos. Yeah. 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 So that uh, but yeah no so that was the the man cave uh, theme. So we we do that. It's a good been, theme. We've been working with there's there's a there, and I told you that story to tell you this story. <laughs> so because we've been working with uh, Joe Lewis Bourbon. Uh, there's a new okay. bourbon Joe Lewis uh, Bourbon. Uh, the family here in Detroit has partnered up with some cats from uh, New England, and uh, they re-released uh, Joe Lewis. Because when Joe was alive, Joe Lewis was alive back in like 52 and 53, there was a short-lived Joe Lewis bourbon. It was like the first celebrity brand. He was like the first person to ever do it. And they're like, Joe, it's not going to work. And uh, it didn't work. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they've, there's so many celebrity brands now. And this isn't a celebrity brand. It, it just They're really trying to in, embody the, the, the legacy the, the legacy of it. But yeah. uh, I told you that story to tell you the, the story previous. <laughs> How, to, this, to, is like, this is like a Russian doll story thing here. Just to, get to, to get to this story. Uh, so, but Joe Louis boxing. Uh, but don't box with your dog. You know, don't box with your don't, dog. Don't don't. There's a woman posted a video of her punching her dog with boxing gloves in the face, and now she's going up on animal cruelty charges. Good, good, because don't punch your dog ever. Don't put boxing. Oh, I'll put the gloves on. Yeah. It won't hurt him. Uh, so the Idaho Humane Society received an overwhelming number of phone calls and emails regarding a video. This was back in May. The Idaho woman reportedly posted it on Snapchat of her punching a dog while wearing boxing gloves. Is being investigated, um, and the woman is seen hitting the dog. And you can see it's uh, one punch. The animal kind of yelped uh, in pain, which is really what got their attention. Yeah. Um, so the woman says in the video, I hit him hard. I, I, I think he felt that, the woman said in the video. And it, it's, yeah, it's awful. So they're going after, thank goodness. Mm. Um, so the person was identified. Um, the humane officer is working with uh, Facebook. And she could face up to six months in prison and $5,000 in fines. Wow. And that's not enough. You know, right? how many stories do we need about people doing stupid stuff on video and posting it themselves? Uh, you know, <sighs> It is. Uh, it's. It's. I think that's the real epidemic. So I, I, I'll, I'll box with Percy, my cat. Yeah. I always lose. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's got claws, and it just doesn't end well. Right. And I don't ever actually hit him. I just kind of waggle my fingers in yeah. front of his face until he's annoyed, and then bites me and claws me in the wrist. <laughs> I know he's going for my my jugular or my not my jugular, my yeah, artery there. Yeah. That's your jugular you in know, your neck. And you just can't you just can't have fun with animals anymore. Do you remember the story? Um, <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> and I still chuckle when I think about it. The, the, there was somebody who was putting little red hats on pigeons. <laughs> I did, yeah. yeah. And they, I don't think they ever caught the no, caught the guy. No, they did. Uh, but and I'm sure you know. In order to fasten a, a hat onto a pigeon, I don't know rubber cement. What do you use? Yeah, you I don't know, know. So I'm sure that it was like Bill Murray and Scrooge. Staple those antlers on them mice. Yes, there's a, there's a cruel <laughs> no. There's a cruel element to it. Don't but, do it. Right. The pictures, the random pictures people sent in, all these pigeons in a parking lot, and one of them has a red hat, is just the funny. must funniest. be the leader. It's the funny. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, don't do that. He's just trying to spice stuff up is what he's trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Time for time for one more thing here. All right. It's time for the bad animal joke of the week. Who's bad? All right, so I'm sitting over here and I get this text message and it said, hey, find us some bad animal jokes. <laughs> so I, I got a few. I, I, I found a few for you guys. So uh, I'll, I'll take it so in honor of dogs. Mm-hmm. Hey, what goes tick-tock bow-wow, tick-tock bow-wow? I don't know. What, what goes tick-tock right? bow-wow? A, a watchdog. Uh, okay. Uh, well, you said they're bad. So okay, well, yeah, that's the premise. Enough, fair bad, enough. Bad so, what do you what do you call an exploding monkey? An ambulance? Uh, a baboom? A ba- <laughs> Get that monkey an ambulance! Mm-hmm. How, how does a dog stop a video? Uh, uh, oh. He presses the pause button. Uh, All right, last one for you guys. You ready? Uh, 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 Why did the elephants get kicked out of the public school? Don't know. They kept dropping their trunks. Oh. Or hot pants. Or hot pants. <laughs> hot pants. Hot pants. Yeah. There you, you go. So, Brian, it's good to see you. Yeah. No Sam Nork. She's off and uh, doing a photo shoot. She's on the creative side of the camera. Well, I guess they're both creative sides of the camera. She's the photog, though. Yeah. She's off uh, taking pictures, so she said hi. Good kid. Yeah. Normally, Sam tells us how to find stuff, but I'm going to see if Matt can field this. Oh, you want me to try this? Sure. So you can find uh, Animal Talk on all the different socials, your Facebooks, your your Instagrams, online, animaltalk.com, on the social media, animaltalk.com, anything, animaltalk.com. Also, uh, wearingfunny.com. Please uh, give that a shot and take a look. Um, if you uh, want to create a t-shirt, we can help you with that. Wearingfunny.com, but Animal Talk Radio on Facebook, all the Instas and socials. Brian Donovan, Jamie Flanagan. We have not been in the same rooms I know. for four months. So I it's know. so it's really good. It is very months. nice. Yeah, really yeah. has. Wow. So. so, yeah. So uh, my socials are just DJ Jamie Detroit. Brian, it's uh, Hot, Pad, Hot Pants 85. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Someone's gonna get flooded. <laughs> no, it's more like, and it is an AOL. <laughs> <laughs> Colleen still uses her AOL. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. You've yeah. got mail. <laughs> wow. All right, there you go. That'll do it. Uh, oh my God, Bruce Cameron, thank you for being here and uh, his books, uh, Dogs Promise, Dogs Journey, Dogs Purpose, and then Lily, Lily to the Rescue. Um, thank you. Bruce for hanging out with us and uh, yeah that's that's gonna do it till next time please have an exotic week and kiss your wild thing for me please bye bye boys have fun storming the castle think it'll right take it take it goodbye bye. Bye.